0: say and I am your host Kay Edwards. How is everybody doing this morning? Can you believe it? It's Labor Day weekend. The unofficial end of the summer. The time of the year when we have plenty barbecues, plenty fets, plenty whining on the parkway. Where's my Caribbean posse gal? But this year, COVID said, nah, boy, no parade, no panorama, no juve. You know what? That's what New York is known for this time of the year, especially what Brooklyn is known for. But what can we say? We have to stay in. We have to social distance and we can't jump up and wave. So with that, I'm not sure what you got into this weekend or what you're planning to get into later on, but I hope whatever it is that you do it safely and you make sure you are protected. Well, so with this year flying by and everything happening, it's hard to keep track of you know, where we are in the calendar, at least I know for me personally, if it weren't for the holidays, it would be hard for me to keep track of what's going on because we haven't been doing anything. We've been doing the same thing over and over and over. It's been like a repeated groundhog day, you know, but what can you say? That's the sign of the times that we're living in right now, right? But I want to remind everyone that Radio Free Brooklyn is a 5013C station. And we rely on your donations to keep shows like this one, What Would Kay Say, New in New York, and Young People's Radio on the air. So go to the webpage, click on the donate button, and give. We greatly appreciate it. Today, I want to talk about gratitude. What it is and how we need to be grateful always, whether times are good or bad. Now, gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Now, when we think about gratitude, we know that God has poured out his blessings on all creatures, but to mankind, he has given the most. As you recalled from Genesis, we learn that God created the heavens and the earth. He created all the creepy, crawly things, everything in the sea, everything on land. And then he created man. So that was the biggest blessing, him creating man. Right. And we should always give thanks to God for everything and in everything that we do. The Apostle Paul stated in First Thessalonians five sixteen to 18, as always, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Now, 1 Thessalonians five sixteen to 18 states, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, when we say in everything give thanks, that's a big difference than saying, for everything give thanks so when Paul was stating that we should give thanks in everything he was actually saying regardless of how dire the situation may be we should always be able to find something positive to give thanks for in it so now I'm going to give you three we, three reasons why believers should be able to give thanks in everything reason number one god is sovereign as believers we can be grateful that we are children of a sovereign god regardless of what we might be experiencing at any moment in our lives when our world seems to be spiraling out of control we can trust that god is in total control of everything he is using our troubles to help us mature as believers. And James 1, 2, and 3 reminds us of that. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Right there. Every trial that we go through is a lesson that we learn, which pushes us further to being mature Christians, mature believers. Reason number two, we are not alone. As believers, we are never alone when we experience trials and troubles, although it may feel like we are. We are united with Christ. Hebrews 4.15 states, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Not only are we united with Christ, we're united with one another because we're all joined together in the body of Christ. We're all part of the body. So we should be able to go to any one of our brothers and sisters And talk about how we're feeling and what we're going through. This will then allow them to help us in our time of need. Because if you reach out and let people know what you're going through, how could they give you assistance? How could they pray with you? How could they even offer some type of advice that you might not even remember because you're in the middle of it? You know, when you're in the thick of things, you can't see what's actually going on. But when you talk about it to someone who you trust, they can usually tell because they're looking at it from the outside and they can give you suggestions which may help you move past whatever troubles that you may be dealing with at the moment reason number three we have an intercessor and his name is jesus christ romans 7 24 and 25 tells us "O oh, wretched man that i am who will deliver me from this body of death I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and Galatians one and four tells us who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of God and father, the will of our God and father. So right there, it lets us know. And it also reminds us that the devil is always roaming, trying to be, to accuse us, right? To accuse us of wrongdoings. And Jesus stands in the gap for us. That was the reason for the cross. He stands in the gap for everything that we were accused of doing wrong. He's there for us. So we have an intercessor in Christ. Now, as if those three reasons weren't enough, here are some of the benefits we could obtain from being grateful. Now, I want you to imagine um, a circle. So we have the circle with the happiness in it, right? And then around it, we have five other circles. And they each have their own title. So now the first circle on the top is going to be emotions. And when we're happy, we're less envious. We, um, We feel good. We're more relaxed we have happier memories, and we're more resilient. Now, moving clockwise, we have the bubble that has social. So when we're happy, we're more social, we're kinder, we have greater friendships, we have deeper relationships, and we have healthier marriages, right? Everything is, because everything's revolving around this bubble called happy, and all this stems from being grateful. So now continuing around the circle, we have career. Now in our careers, we have a better career. We have better management, right? We are, um, we have improved networking. We achieve all the uh, goals that we set for ourselves, better at decision-making, increased productivity, all those things. We have improved sleep we have less sickness, we have increased energy, and if we exercise more, more longevity, right? The next bubble, personality, less materialistic, less self-centered, more optimistic, increased self-esteem, It's increased self-esteem, and we even become more spiritual because we're more open. To, in, to invite people into our lives. And people want to be around people who are grateful because they are happier. When you're grateful and you're not m- grumpy and always moping around and looking for the, the worst in everything, people want to be around people who are smiling, who have an upbeat attitude, and who can look at life on the brighter side. Even when things are bad, you should be able to find some good, Glimpse of goodness in everything. Some other benefits of being grateful are it helps you live in the present because you notice what you have and you stop to acknowledge it. You're not always looking towards what else can you get? What else can I have? What else do I need to make me happy? When you live in the present, you appreciate every moment as it's happening right and like we said it changes your mood it instantly makes everything negative positive being grateful helps us to realize that everything is fine just the way it is it helps us to stop fighting and always chasing after our happiness Instead of appreciating the happiness that we have right in front of us, being grateful anchors us to the moments. Being grateful helps us find peace and contentment. Gratitude is one of those powerful tools that helps us to experience the joy that we're always seeking all the time if we just stopped and thought about everything that we have in our life right now we wouldn't have to keep running 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 after it because we would realize that it's right there in front of us and we can be happy and satisfied being grateful helps us to care about other people right when we care about other people we're less aggressive And we're more caring to make sure that the next person is feeling happy or that their life is going on in a, in a blissful way. Like we are, we, if you're a happy person, you want people around you to be happy as well. So when you're happy, you want to cheer everyone up. And I'm not talking about that false sense of happiness where everybody's like, Oh, smile. You should have a smile on your face all the time. You can't walk around with a smile on your face all the time, but just talking about, like, if someone is down, if you're in a good mood, and you're in a good place within yourself, if someone comes to you, and they're feeling a little down, your conversation will spark them to also pick up the happiness that you're feeling. And it's not like you put just throwing it on like syrup and being over exaggerated with it. It's just because your up your personality and your spirit at the moment is so upbeat. It's going to rub off on the next person. Even if they don't want it to, it just takes them out of themselves and you're able to put them in a better place than when they started out. So now here are some ways that we can practice of how to be grateful. When we wake up in the morning, let's find at least one thing to be thankful for. And it could be the fact that we just opened our eyes because there are a lot of people that when they closed their eyes last night, did not wake up this morning. So we can be grateful when we wake up for the fact that we're still in the land of living. And we should also keep a journal. Now, if you keep a journal, now we started on our, when we started on our course, we said we were going to have take, you know, keep journals, we were going to do vision boards, things of that nature. If you just write down what you were grateful for, that day, if you could just write down one thing, I'm sure if you really sat and thought about it, you could probably get at least 10. But even if you get one a day, just one thing a day that you were grateful for, it gets you into the habit of thinking and seeing and appreciating everything that life holds for you. So to sum it all up, we don't have to be thankful for our situations, to be thankful in our situations. To be grateful is a skill that we must cultivate. We must work at it every day. So if we practice it daily, it'll help us build our character. It becomes a part of our character, right? So with that, let's all try to find ways this week to be grateful let's approach every occurrence with a positive attitude and see how much happiness it brings into not only our lives, but the lives of others around us as well. So with that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. And when we return, we'll go to op ed. You have been listening to What Would K Say on Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a poor swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old 6 string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama, for my friend lighten the way in the dark times for pulling me in, for giving again, the times that I took it too far I gotta thank you for keeping me humble, for picking me up when I stumble, and although I change, you stay the same, and I don't say thank you enough for my mama, for my friends.
0: To what would Kay say? And I'm your host, Kay Edwards. Now today's op-ed. Um, I'm probably going to be met with the uh, mixed feelings concerning this. What I'm gonna this topic that I'm going to talk about. Um, in light of all the recent shootings that we've been having in Brooklyn, the uptick in violence in Brooklyn. And actually in all, a lot of the cities now uh, have been really like violent with a lot of shootings and stuff going on. And the fact that our POTUS is threatening to withdraw federal funds from the city because of the uptick in violence, a lot of, and let me add this too because of the shootings and the recent um, tapes that have been coming out of other black men that have died or have been shot at the hands of the police, I'm starting to feel that the movement that was started after George Floyd was murdered is changing the, story, the narrative is changing, and that's what I was afraid of when I had mentioned to you, when I had mentioned one time about everyone being out protesting, everyone being out, but is everyone on the same page? And I say that to say, we have had an uptick in violence. We have had a number of shootings for whatever reason. Who knows? Is it that because now guns were so easily to get their hands on because of the pandemic, because they did keep liquor stores and gun stores open. So that gave people an opportunity to go and buy guns. Now they're up here in the city with these guns and now whatever beefs or misunderstandings or whatever it is that's causing all these shootings to take place it's now taking place in the city could it be that they want to change the narrative to keep it off of because right before all this shooting and violence and all this took place the story that would have that would have govern the way the election rolled would have been COVID-19 with the number of deaths, which, by the way, we have already surpassed 180 plus for deaths due to the virus. It would have been the way the coronavirus pandemic has been handled. It would have been the economy with people being unemployed, It would have been a number of things, but now it's switched. It's now everything's about violence and how he has to make America safe because it's no longer safe for its citizens. Now, when you make a statement like that, when you look at it from a perspective of Okay. People are dying from a pandemic. This is a national, you know, crisis. Everyone's getting sick. What are you doing about it? You know, everyone's health is in jeopardy. Okay. We had to close the, everybody's economy down. The States had to shut down. Everyone had to stay home to stop the spread of the virus. So then, oh my gosh, the economy's dropping because no one's making any money because nothing's flowing because everything is stopped. That's a different argument as opposed to, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to go out to the store now that something might be opening up because we have the economy trying to get back up and running. Now I'm afraid to go out of my house because all of the violence that's going on. Oh my gosh, look at all of the violence. What are we going to do about it? Whole different narrative. Now people are looking at things a lot differently than, oh my gosh, how are you going to defund the police with all this violence going on? Whereas before it was, oh, the cops, they're, you know, they're using excessive force. Now the cops are still using excessive force, but the cops, okay, it's either, to me it looks like it's either you use excessive force and kill everybody that you encounter or you just lay back and you don't use any force whatsoever and you just let people run amok, one or the other. That's what it looks like. It looks like the pendulum has just, it's swung to the other side now. Before it was, oh my gosh, cops are killing everybody. Now it's like, cops aren't even talking to people. Cops aren't stopping a thing. And, but yet they say they don't have a slowdown on their work, They don't. they didn't do a slowdown when it comes to them doing their jobs, which I find a little hard to believe because I'm like, all these mass shootings, all these mass shootings all of a sudden is going on, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, once the mayor and the governor started talking about, yes, we're going to defund the police and give the money towards another another social uh, program, then all of a sudden everybody starts dying, everybody starts getting shot. Everybody starts getting shot all of a sudden. There's like 25 shootings in one night. Seriously? 25 shootings in one night? We're still under a pandemic. Where are these people hanging out? It's not like as if there's any clubs going on. It's not like there's any bars hanging out. I mean, so you would have, you would have expected there'd be more shootings when there were more people gathering, which would have made it more where people would have been encountering each other, which might have sparked a little... Aggression, but with everybody supposedly locked down, where are all these shootings happening? Why are all these people just randomly shooting people and just randomly shooting into crowds in the street? I'm just gonna see a crowd and just shoot at them. I- I'm, I maybe I'm missing something. I could be missing something, or could it also be the fact that marijuana? Could it be that everyone's smoking so? it has a dip, it's a different makeup in what they're smoking now, you know, like, are there more chemicals mixed with it? Because it's, it's going to be legalized now. And, and it's more mass produced by a number of different people. So we really don't know how they're growing it and the effects that it might be having on individuals. Is it a stronger strain of this, um, Plant That's being grown. I don't know. But I say that just to say it has changed the narrative of the election because now you're going to have more people who might have been pro yeah, defund the police because we need to stop all this, you know, excessive police force. Now. They're seeing people just getting shot and how randomly in neighborhoods all over the place, people are just being shot or something's happening that some sort of violence, it makes people change their thoughts and views. So I say that to say, whatever the problem is with the violence, whomever is perpetuating it, we need to be mindful. You don't wanna lose the narrative of what you started out with. Because if you start out with, oh, woe is me, look what you're doing to me, but then now you're turning around and you're the one that's creating the problem, it's almost hard for people to be like, well, why should I feel sorry for you if you're creating your own problem? And I don't know, maybe I'm addressing it incorrectly, but sometimes it just makes me wonder, like, what is really going on here? Or is this just another trick to show, well, we always told you that they were violent anyway, so look what they're doing. So you're just allowing it to happen. You're just allowing everything to just build up and build up and explode. You're allowing the pressure cooker. You, allow, you put everybody in the pressure cooker until you build up the pressure And then instead of letting the pressure cool down, you just take the lid off. So if you take the lid off, everything's gonna explode out of the pot, right? That's what it seems like what's happening now. Oh, well, because we couldn't keep, because we couldn't keep the pressure on the way we wanted to, well, you know what? We're just gonna take the the top off and just let everything just go haywire all over the place. Is that really the way we are supposed to run society? It just makes me wonder. So now you have the president threatening to take away funds from the city. And if he takes takes away more funds from the city, we were already becoming depleted because of the coronavirus. So now we're going to really be in a deficit. So then now the mayor is going to talk about how he needs to lay off certain personnel, which are going to be first responders because he was saying that he was going to have to lay off some EMT workers or some municipal workers. In any event, however you look at it, layoffs right now is not a good thing. You have people that are just now getting back on their feet, or at least attempting to get back on their feet. And although it seems like New York is slowly coming around, yes, because they want to open schools and everything, there are still a lot of people out of work. There are still a lot of people who are still hungry, who are still homeless. Those things that got exaggerated because of corona, they haven't diminished if the virus hasn't diminished, then why would the results of the, re- the virus diminish? Um, it's just been a lot happening. It's a lot that's been racing through my brain lately. And I'm just talking to you right now, surfacely. But of course, I'm going to do more research to see if I can get to the bottom of it. But for the surface, it looks like to me, they're trying to change the story. The story is starting to change. And that's something you have to be mindful of, which reminds me of the importance of voting. We haven't lost that. Voting is still number one on the agenda. So everyone, make sure you're registered, right? Make sure you're registered. Make sure you get out there and find out what's on the ballots for November 3rd. If you're going to do your mailing, make sure you request your ballot to your house. If you're going to go to the polls, make sure you go bring someone with you that can't go on their own. Find out who needs to be taken there. It's still so important. It's so important because there's just so there's so much happening right now that it's almost to the point where you're almost forgetting what really should be happening because of so much stuff that's happening. And that's what makes it scary, because then you really have to take a step back and stop and just really try to get yourself focused again on what's most important and not listen to all the noise that might be surrounding you at the moment. Because that's what it is. It's a lot of noise being generated at the moment right now. And it's almost to throw you off focus as to what's the most important thing that you should be concentrating on. So I say that and everything that's happening, I don't even, you you haven't heard anything from Congress. I don't know. They might be out for vacation or whatever, but you don't hear anything from anyone. It's like the only thing you hear from is, oh, you did hear from, who is he? Um, Attorney General William Barr he was talking to Wolf Blitzer the other day and he stated that the shootings that have been happening as of late aren't racist. The cops aren't racist. So when you have the Attorney General speaking in that tone and not saying that all shootings are racist, and that's one thing too, we have to stop lumping everything together in one pot because maybe every shooting isn't racist so that's why we need to look at all the facts when they're presented to see exactly what is going on we don't have to label them racist all we have to label them is excessive i really don't know what is going on could it be that this is an after effect of people who are walking around aces asymptomatic of the coronavirus it makes you more violent I don't know it's just weird but all I do know like I said it's changing the narrative of what the story started out to be it's almost as if everyone protesting in the street people have forgotten the reason why they're even protesting it's like what is really happening so Once again, I say, let's not lose sight of the purpose. Keep in mind, take a minute to just stop and reevaluate what it is that you should be paying attention to, what it is that you should be focusing on. And then that way you'll have more clarity on how to deal with situations and issues and any occurrences that may come about. So let's see what else is going on with op ed oh yeah and here's something else as if um attorney general Barr saying that most of the shootings that the police did were wasn't racist we have president trump now telling federal agencies to stop spending federal money on diversity and inclusion training sessions that they were given to their employees he says that that's a waste of money that People should be learning um, how to all get along with one another. It's, how could I say it? You know what? Let me just say, how did he put that? He said that federal agencies were to identify and possible and cancel contracts that involve teaching that America is inherently racist or an evil country, meaning that, not that we're saying that. America was a evil country but it is inherently racist but he doesn't want anybody to go to any training sessions which talks about or uses the phrases white privilege or critical race theory anything that uses the the terms white privilege they got to stop um teaching those training classes to show that um Because he says it's divisive and it's anti-American propaganda. Have you ever see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the noise? See what I'm talking about when I say the noise and the distractions that's coming in? He now wants to stop having sessions talking about inclusion and diversity and how everyone should be equal. He wants to stop those training classes. Now, number one, wouldn't you think that? Yeah, maybe there's some truth to it. If you had to create a training class to talk about diversity, I mean, obviously diversity wasn't just happening. You have to train your employees to know about diversity, but he says, anything that teaches about diversity is anti-American propaganda. Now that makes you scratch your head, especially if you're an American, especially if you're American of color really so what are you really saying president trump so you see what i'm saying about the noise you gotta block out the noise and just focus on what you need to do and with that that's the end of op ed now our word for the month (sighs) i haven't really came up with a word for the month but I'm thinking maybe it should be something to, um, I don't know, maybe I'll come up with one for next week. But for right now, our promise for this week is seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. First Chronicles sixteen, eleven. I got it. I want our word for the month to be commit. Our word for this month is going to be commit, which means be dedicated to something. Carry out or perpetuate, right? That's what our word for the month is going to be because we have to stay committed to what the original cause is of what's going on. So that's our word of the month. It's the beginning of September. So our word for this month is commit. So now I'd like everyone to have a blessed Sunday. I don't know what you're planning on to get into for the rest of the weekend, but whatever it is, stay safe. Wear your mask. Keep your hands washed and sanitized. Stay six feet apart from one another. I know you probably go into gatherings where there might be a lot of people there, but try to keep your distance because COVID is still real. COVID is still out there and people are still getting it. So with that, I want to stay safe, stay safe, be a blessing to someone. I want all of you to be blessed. And until God brings us together again next week. Peace.
1: Laughter to do Let's do it lift your hands in this atmosphere and say i am grateful i am grateful for, for the, the things, things that you have you done, have done. look at them and tell them yes, yes i'm grateful I'm grateful for the victories that we won
0: Because I'm grateful
1: Because I'm grateful, grateful So grateful Just praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. Lift your hands and say Flowing from my heart